space has to do more than one thing. It used to be you went to your you know your cubicle. Right. It's sixty five high. You went back there. You went to the lunchroom. You got your lunch break. You went back to your sixty five high. That that will never no. never be back. This is about community and culture and brand and health and well being and workflow workflow and connection and knowledge and this yep. is about we are better together. Welcome to the DuPage Business Beat, a podcast about today's biggest business issues told from a Chicagoland perspective. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to the DuPage Business Beat. I'm Greg Bedloff, President and CEO of Choose DuPage, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Julie Watts of Corporate Concepts and Josh Tremblay of White & Company. Julie, Josh, welcome. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It is really great to have you here. On our last episode, we talked about some of the changes from an economic development perspective at a macro level with respect to office space and industrial and the new normal and hybrid work and remote work and are people coming back to work and when are they going to come back to work and all of those things. And I think we got some really good information from our friends at NAI Hiffman, Mark Moran and Jim Adler about the changing economy and the changing ways that people are looking at the workplace. So I thought today it'd be a great segue to transition from kind of the exterior of the office world and the industrial world. And let's talk about the interior and let's talk about employers and let's talk about what employers are doing to be smarter about their spaces and what employees are looking for in ways to retain talent. And I know that's right up both of your alleys. I know that's what (laughs) White and Company, and I know that's what Corporate Concept does for a living. So let's start with the obvious. And and I guess maybe I'll start with with you, Josh, if I may. We're out of COVID, we hope, right? It's been a long couple of years with respect to COVID. And now as we're seeing the light at the proverbial end of the tunnel, we need to look at office space and how COVID has changed the way that we look at office space. What have you guys seen at White and what kind of impact did it have on the way we use office space? Yeah, I think part of it is um, is this idea of perception to a little bit. I think COVID is somewhat behind us, but it's, at the same time, it's here to stay, right? It's not gonna disappear 100%. And so I think in our in our process, we think about that. And you know, the, the big idea is to you know feel safe at work. Um, and this notion of, you know, you have a choice to Maybe isolate yourself in a room if you want to, or you can, um, you know, go and wash your hands more often. Or there's more access to services like um, stations and different areas in the office where you could, you know, wash your hands or change or put your coat somewhere. So there's some nuances that have changed a little bit uh, in some uh, some of the way of, of we you know, how we plan spaces. But I would say as a firm, we we've also um, looked at this as a more of an integrated process for us. So we look at office space or office buildings or even other buildings from the inside out or the outside in. And so I think this has really pushed us to focus on that kind of integration and how do we uh, look at our services in-house to to really support some of those issues in our design, and uh, especially when it's time to think about wellness. And I think that's your second question, but I won't go too far into that. Well, what about you guys at, cor- at Corporate Concepts, Julie? You know, and Give us a little bit about what you do and and how your perspective is with respect to COVID and the changing workplace. So we are an office furniture dealership, um, work with large, small, global, local organizations to create space in conjunction with folks like Josh, 
to represent firms' culture and what they believe in their values. I do think that COVID, it it just accelerated what was already happening. That's right. That's right. And we all see it's not about density anymore. It's not about dollar per square foot. And it's all now about performance of the space from lots of different ways of working. And I think that, you know, if I look back at starting in the showrooms, I do feel that spaces are starting to even yeah. look more like showrooms. They have lots of ways of working, lots of different components from heads down work to ideation to socialization to culture driven yep. to relationships. And now spaces are starting to embrace how does the furniture function and perform in the space mm-hmm. to help people do their best work. Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting because, you know, I remember back in the day, so to speak, it used to be eight per thousand. Yeah. And then people were trying to figure out how do we get 12 per thousand mm-hmm. because we were trying to just get more and more people into a smaller and smaller space. And going back to kind of the yeah. outside of the building perspective from our previous podcast, what that meant for parking ratios yeah. in parking lots yeah. and what that meant for the number of bathrooms that you needed and whatnot. And to me anyway, it just seems like that has, to your points, kind of almost turned on a dime to where it's no longer about this kind of old school classroom approach from when we were kids and we had rows and columns and you were in row two and seat B to now here's a space and how do we figure out how to get the most out of this space to make our employees the happiest? Yeah. And I would say also working with Julie and and folks like you, Julie, I think we also look at... um, this idea of flight for quality. We have clients who they'll go to quality versus quantity. And so instead of, like you said, you know, pushing a lot of people in a smaller amount of square feet, it's more about doing the right thing. And so, of course, you want to feel safe when you arrive to work. Uh, you want to have the choice space that you need to do your job, but maybe it's no longer just your desk. It becomes other spaces in the office where you have choices where you can go to. So it's 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 a bit more, it's, it's, it's about being a bit more smart about how to support how people work. It could be an enclosed space, open space. Uh, if you want to distance yourself from someone, you have the choice to do that. So it's it's adding a lot more smart. Is that being driven by employees or are we seeing that as employers just kind of figure out how to maximize revenue? You know, I, I think it's probably safe to say that we talk about this in DuPage County a lot. It's kind of really, it's a good news, bad news situation. Our unemployment rate in DuPage County is less than 3%. Right to me means two things. It means that labor is really tight right now. So when you're looking for the right talent, it's going to be somewhat difficult to find that person. And it also means that, in my opinion, that person has a louder voice in the operation of the business than before because they simply have more choices. So are you seeing that the employees are saying, hey, if you want to attract me and retain me, there's sort of this race for amenities and race for things that we don't traditionally think about when we think about office? I mean, workers want it to be about them. It, it is about them and their performance and their community. And office is a hub in this ecosystem that has changed dramatically. The work from anywhere. You can work from anywhere, but the hub provides things like mentorship. I mean, I, I could list culture, people, tribal knowledge, being part of something, being part of a team, 
being part of an organization and in their values. How do you design for that, Josh? It's a whole experience from the arrival point to when you leave at night. And so as soon as you arrive, uh, I think our employers are also asking a lot from their space. They want to... They want to make sure that you feel like you're working for a company X and that's the culture when you arrive. And this whole notion of, of purpose and what we do at this office is now to the surface of everything. It's not just an office to be an office. There's a reason why you work for this employer or the reason why you took the job. And so I think the, the, the experience that we create in an office environment is to kind of bring you back to the source of why you're there. Uh, with the brand identity and and the purpose of what you do there. And so it's a mix of both to me. Employers are really trying to kind of infuse some of that too. For, so employees want to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you know, why are they going are coming back to the office? It's to meet. It's to, like you said, to, to get mentorship for, with someone. It's to learn. It's to also progress in their own careers. And you can't just do that sitting at home 100%. It's just not going to work depending on what you do. Are your companies embracing this and what are you seeing within your own workforces as a result of some of these changes? I I say people take a position for the company and they stay for the people. Our culture is one in which we want to be together. We are more efficient with our time. We are more effective as a team. We communicate and collaborate so much clearer to be able to then put an output to a client. And those don't happen on Zooms, and those don't happen alone in the corner of your house. The challenge with Zoom and and Teams is that you have to schedule that time, which Mm -hmm. is always a challenge, right? Where right now I can turn around and talk to Kate next to me and say, hey, Kate, how are you doing on this? How are you feeling about that? Because some of our design, designing a a project is not like, uh, it's not like like painting a wall or assembling a, a door handle. This is like... It's designed as back and forth, you know. A little more nuanced to it. There's feelings involved and, you know, and it's it's much more than just, you know, doing something. It's creating this whole creativity process is, uh, is, uh, is a back and forth between younger staff, older staff. Uh, we ask opinions from, you know, engineers. Um, so sometimes it's, it's nice to have the team nearby just to kind of turn around and ask a question instead of having to schedule a time to talk about it. And so we try to create these environments because if you're coming to the office, then that's because you need to meet with someone. And so we want to make sure that some areas are maybe more private, more focused for the work itself. And some areas are more shared and uh, amenity-like for people to you know, have maybe a work suite you can book for a few days or a desk. So it's, it's complicated, but every organization is different. What are, so give me an example of some of these amenities, if you will. We throw that word around a lot. You know, we, it's an amenities race and we need to have more amenities for our workers. What are we, you know, I've been doing this long enough where an amenity used to be a pop machine or an amenity used to be a <laughs> ping pong table. What yeah. are we talking about? It sounds like you guys are thinking a little more globally or a little more, yep. it's, um, a little more from the heart. Yes. You're dealing with humans, right? And so uh, I would say that... Um, you know, it's okay to take an hour break and go work out in the middle of the day, right? It's healthy. So it's more about, you know, what makes sense for you today and your scheduled meeting, right? So if I'm home, I mean, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. So why not do the same at the office, you know, in a way? As long as you meet your deadline and, and attend all, all your meetings, you could go work out in between or you can go and hang out at the cafe and have a, you know, have a cup of coffee with a friend or, or have a meeting there. So where and when, when and where work happens is different now. It could be anywhere in, in the building, in the facility. It doesn't have to be at your desk or at your office. And, and part of work is 
the socialization, the entertaining, the collaboration, the respite, right. you know, things that weren't even in our vernacular not too long ago, focus work. You know, we are absolutely not ever going to abandon the private office and the in the workstation. Okay. Those will remain critical factors for most organizations. Mm-hmm. It's allowing people to exit and be a part of something. As Josh said, purpose. There's more purpose spaces for folks to thrive. We come together to ensure that all of the spaces work for the client. That goes through workplace strategy and change management. And what COVID has brought is this very um, leaders now are listening. They want to they want to understand their employees. They're their number one spend every week, month, year, and how to gain some a great performance out of them alone and together. Like I said, it's not all about the walls and, and the desks. It's about how people behave. And so you can easily look at an existing space and maybe reassign a few rooms. Instead of being private offices, maybe they become you know team rooms or uh, something that could be reserved for a couple hours. Maybe you get your an office with somebody else. <laughs> and that's a, that's a hard one to swallow. And it's not for everybody. But you know we have clients that are really looking at everything from you know inside out. Maybe you need two days a week of a private office to do your job, and maybe the rest of the week you could be more mobile. You could be in an open desking or you know a team room with a larger group. And so we get all of that on the table up front with our clients. And uh, again, our, our Gen Z, our Gen Xers and millennial, I mean, they, they all give us their opinions. And so it's interesting to see it all on the table and, and align everybody together. And we've never had this many generations in the workforce. Yep. Good point. So you've, to Josh's point, you've, the outcomes that different age brackets need out of the space will be different. Today, you see 20 types of work styles. Mm -hmm. So workplaces, work points that we would call them. And space has to do more than one thing. It used to be you went to your your cubicle, it's 65 high, you went back there, you went to the lunchroom, you got your lunch break, you went back to your 65 high. That will never, never be back. This is about community and culture and brand and health and well-being and workflow workflow and connection and knowledge. And this yep. is about we are better together. So space needs to do more than one thing. Now there's 20 types of work styles, work points within small, smaller footprints. There's an old saying, less space, double the impact. So it's about performance of the space, performance of the facility, performance of the people, all being centered around what are the organizational outcomes that leadership is looking to get Mm -hmm. out of their space and their people. And we have clients that are pretty sophisticated that way, Uh, not to name some names, but financial institution, global, you see the name every day. They know what their population is looking for. And so they have this system where you put in your FTE and it spits you how many you know, spaces of each you need. But to your point, though, they have they have um, refined all those work points. So they know that if you're an accountant or if you're a marketing director, you need this, this and that to do your job. And so they will provide a, a, a number of desks. Uh, in this case, there are about 825 employees. And then we have 
350 desks for them. Okay. The rest of the space is called choice spaces. And those choice spaces are, like you just said, Julie, it's a place to focus. They're like micro offices, six by eight, private office, glassy. So in every meeting we do, we always have the options for a virtual connection for someone. And so we have to think about that in everything we do now these days. You have to have access to that all the time. But so these choice spaces are there to support how you work. Okay. If you need privacy or if you need, you know, if you want to go to a training session with someone or if it's a one-on-one meeting for a manager. So again, they've came up with this formula, if you will, that will support all of those um, types of workers. At Corporate Concepts, we are anchored as with Miller Knoll is our business partner. And we rely on a lot of their research and data you know, they build furniture not to build furniture. They build furniture to solve for a client's sure. needs. needs. And as we, they've coined a word, fidgetal. And it's always stuck. You now see it everywhere. It's where physical and digital need to come together with inclusiveness. So as Josh talks about, there's always somebody on a Zoom call, is making sure the technology is set up to be able to be inclusive of those who are on screen. Julie, you said this is not changing. This is here to stay. Future think. Put the crystal ball in front of you. What are you starting to see is three years from now, what are we going to be looking at from a, uh, again, with respect to that culture, with respect to that employee <laughs> retention, and with respect to sound economic development growth, we need good, strong businesses to continue to flourish here in DuPage. What should employees and employers be keeping their eye on in terms of future trend from an office space? Well, I think we're there. I mean, the future is now. Um, I would say hospitality is a big one, right? So if we're going to bring people to the office, square feet are more expensive on a daily basis. Uh, or people want. If you look at the notion of like the Fulton Market area, for example, which is very people centric, you can go outside and it's like a whole lifestyle neighborhood, right? You don't just sit on, let's say, La Salle Street with nothing around on the weekend. It, there's always activity outside. There's like these these hubs and places to go hang out after work. It's like a whole lifestyle. So the point I think behind that is that employers should really provide like a better better hospitality for their their team. So again, the, this notion of the old break room is never going to come back. Uh, but you know that now the kitchen is more of an engaging space for clients for. Uh, employees, we have a great law firm downtown in Wacker that just did that, where the lounge is actually a place where different practices can meet. They can actually sell multiple services to the same client, even though that client is there for maybe one specific law, you know, sure, real service. estate or something, right? But maybe they can, you know, meet in somebody else from another practice that can also help them. So that hospitality notion of like creating a, a collision space for people to meet is crazy strong. Location, location, location. It's hospitality. It's being able to go out and get your nails done, go to the dry cleaners, do things like, I mean, these are things that working people every day have to accomplish, not only for themselves, but their families. And it's... Well, that's interesting because as I mentioned, last our last podcast, we talked with 
kind of the real estate experts about from an exterior perspective and that live, work, play Mm -hmm. and looking at the way municipalities do zoning and looking at the ability for somebody to locate a business next to a place where you can have this hospitality component kept coming through time and time and time again. It's absolutely fascinating for me and from an economic development perspective to think about what an office space means from an employee attraction and retention perspective and how critical it can be to an organization's success or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. So that's it for today's show. I'd like to give a special thanks to Julie Watts from Corporate Concepts and Josh Tremblay from White & Company for joining me today. If you want to learn more about today's topic and all things affecting DuPage County businesses, please follow Choose DuPage on social media. You can also hear past episodes and gain access to helpful resources to learn more about our organization at choosedupage.com. Thanks again, Josh. Thanks again, Julie. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in.